You are listening to So You Want to Read Tolkien, a podcast that goes through each of J.R.R. Tolkien's main works, chapter by chapter, and discusses them in a most ridiculous manner. One does not simply walk into Mordor. I would cut off your head, dwarf, if it stood but a little higher from the ground. We've had one, yes. What about second breakfast? Yeah, Till at last I threw down my enemy and smote his ruin upon the mountainside. What's happening out there? Shall I describe it to you? Or would you like me to find you a box? Now, don't be hasty, Master Miriado. Is this new devil Hello and welcome to So You Want to Read Tolkien. Today we are doing The Two Towers, Book 4, Chapter 1, The Taming of Smeagol. I'm Caitlin, and I had something kind of funny to say, but actually what I'm going to say is, fuck Emily. <laughs> Uh, I'm Rachel, and I also had something else to say, but I'm just going to say that I enjoy tossing fodder out for you guys to feud about. That isn't going to make it into the episode. (laughs) No, it has to. (laughs) No, it doesn't. We can just start off pissed at each other for zero reason. Well, there's there's a reason. Emily, you're going to introduce yourself? Yeah. I was just (laughs) waiting for a pause. (laughs) Like, uh, okay. Um, hi everyone. I'm Emmy and I can't think of anything new since last week. I was gonna say I'm reading You, you just don't like books. Frodo. <laughs> I really don't like Frodo. Yeah. I'm sorry. This chapter is just nah, not my favorite. Hmm. Yeah, this chapter kinda sucks, but I still love Frodo. Okay. So I'm on the boat of this chapter kind of sucks and I still don't love Frodo. So mm. Agree to disagree. Mm. You can have them all to yourself. I mean, you have to fight with Aragorn about it, but... Mm. No, I'll let Aragorn have him. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. So, as as you may have discerned by now... Surprise, uh, surprise, we're back with Frodo. The, the characters in this <laughs> chapter, we have Frodo. <laughs> Yay! Um, especially if you're Caitlin, <laughs> mm-hmm. we're we're back with our ring bearer. We get to know what else is going on in this story, and not just people running around like you know, the actual thing. Um, and we also have Sam, even more yay! Frodo's stalwart gardener is still along on this journey, being friends. What a good boy! Yep, like a dog. Yep, <laughs> loyal, unquestioning, surprisingly obedient. <laughs> Jeez. I mean, okay. questionable master-servant relationship. Yep. <laughs> uh, and then we also have Gollum slash Smeagol, who is here, too, making more pit-pats behind them. He actually kind of shows up and <laughs> talks a bit, so. If we couldn't guess That's pretty from cool. the chapter title, The Taming of Smeagol. <laughs> you know, that little old thing. Um, and we also have at least what we are led to believe is an appearance from a a black rider. There's some sort of malevolent force. Our short summary for this chapter is 
very short. Uh, Frodo and Sam are picking their way through the Emin Mule towards Mordor, and they make a new friend on the way. And also, rope is is good. Rope is very useful. Rope is our friend. I love how you always say that our short summary is very short. When they, they never really change in length. <laughs> it's true. They're usually it's, a it's sentence. Like, it's, it's what it says on the tin. <laughs> it's really just supposed to let people who aren't necessarily reading along know know what's happening. Right, Sets the where tone. we're going. What's the general idea? Well, we're going to Mordor, okay. so that's exciting. Sometime we should just make a supercut of all our short summaries and see what the story turns out to be. Oh my god, that sounds like a fantastic idea. Let's post it on Patreon. Hmm. Are you volunteering to do the work then? Yeah, sure. I was talking to Emmy. I was, but- I was <laughs> about to say sure, but she jumped in on that really fast. Yeah. So. Um, I don't care which who it is, as long as it's not Caitlin. <laughs> I have a super secret other thing I want to work on for Patreon, but I'm not going to tell you what it is because it'll be Are great. you not even going to tell yeah. us? No. Um, also, I can't believe I forgot this, but happy birthday, Rachel. Oh, yeah, thank you. I mean, this is like in the future by the time you're listening, but it was my birthday. I forgot, you know, like three weeks ago when it would have been on time. (laughs) You know, (laughs) what is time anyway? Time is a construct. But yeah, did you have a good birthday? I did. I went to the Art Institute and saw some art and literally ran into Emmy, which was <laughs> hilarious because we did not plan it at all. That's funny. Yeah. Um, Chicago is a small town, except yep. no, it's really not. It's really not. It's Alternately, just I mean, it was it was inevitable because when I said, oh, I'm getting a uh, membership to the Art Institute for my birthday, <laughs> while Emmy was there a different time, she was like, oh, yeah, I am too right now. I was so, literally in, in the process of buying one when she said it. It's it's possible that Emmy and I just are the same person. It's very possible. I've thought that multiple times. Because <laughs> I, I would honestly not know. You wouldn't. Anyway, but yeah, I'm, I'm the reason Caitlin had to do all the work for this chapter, though, because I just spent all weekend eating good things and drinking good things and not doing my homework. I, don't, I didn't even think of it that way. I just assumed it was my turn. Mm, no. <laughs> you could always tell me it's my turn and I will believe you because I have zero memory. I mean, that's fair. Which we will see more of later in this chapter where I don't remember something that happened earlier in the chapter. Okay, be on the lookout. So, our long summary. We reunite with Frodo and Sam. Yay! Yay! It is the third evening since they have set out alone, which... I believe, is about the time that Merry and Pippin are reaching the outskirts of Fangorn. I could be wrong. I didn't look it up. That, but, I think that's about right, too. Yeah, give or take a day in, in one direction or the other. So we join them as they are attempting to make their way through the Emin Mule. And while they are not lost, per se, <laughs> um, they aren't making too much headway. Well, I mean, they know where they are and they know where they're going they just can't the in the middle that they can't true. yeah they can't make that happen um so they're forced to sort of take strange routes and double back on themselves and circle around a lot but they're always sort of heading east towards mordor which they can hopefully see well they mentioned later that they can't because it's emin mule and then the marshes and then mordor so they should actually have a pretty good view no, of it no that's from where what they i are. said is they can helpfully see oh helpfully Yes, yes. I, I thought you said hopefully. Nope, they can hopefully. It really helps. I mean, like, even if you're wandering around in circles, like, at least you can see which way is east. I'm, I'm still hearing hopefully, but I'm just going to trust Helpfully. you on this. Helpfully. 
So, uh, oh, also, I've made an executive decision that we're going to refer to Frodo and Sam as the Hobbitses and Merry and Pippin as the Hobbits. All right. All right. Done. That way, that way we keep them straight. That's how executive decisions work. Yep. So the Hobbitses come to a cliff. They cannot make it down and pause to contemplate their fate. Looking away towards Mordor, they can occasionally see a couple of red sparks fly up into the air from the volcano. So doom is dooming them. Because it's Mount Doom. Yep. Anyways. It Sam doesn't work if it's not me saying doom. You know what? Fuck off. <laughs> Sam mentions that even if they could get down, they would end up in the bog and still have to make their way through that, which they also don't know how to do. So lots of fun happening here. Uh, Frodo says how since both powers in the world want the ring to get to Mordor, a way should just sort of be revealed for them. <laughs> but even if it were, he doesn't know if it would be for good or evil. And then he's like, or maybe it's evil that's delaying us here since delay would help them. And he's saying all this out loud in some sort of weird stream of consciousness. What is going on? Man. Again, I love it. Yeah. He then has a an Aragorn moment when he wishes that he had made different choices or made them earlier, said he could have left the group earlier and ended up coming at Mordor from a different direction and crossing the river earlier and all that. He has another but like different type of Aragorn moment later. So I just I just like that they're still together in spirit. <laughs> uh, they turn away from the cliff and find a place to sleep, munching on some Lembus, everybody's favorite food, but not so much after they've had it for three meals a day. Yeah. Like, in- it's, mm-hmm. you know, I, I really like how Sam is at one point. He's like, it was so delicious when I first ate it. I didn't think I could be sick of it. But here we are. Especially since he's carrying his cooking equipment around. And he's like, but there's nothing to cook on. But he doesn't, he doesn't contemplate leaving it or anything. He's like, this isn't helping us at all. But it's still coming with us. Can't get rid of the cooking equipment. Come on. Uh, it's so very Sam and so very Hobbit. Mm-hmm. And I like it. Maybe they'll come across some nice uh, treasure hordes like uh, the Hobbits did. Ah, uh, yes. You see? You see? It helps. It works. <laughs> yeah. So in the morning, while munching more Limbus, they discuss that they haven't seen Gollum for the past two nights, though they did catch a glimpse of him early on. Uh, after splitting from the group, so they know that he has followed them into the Emin Mule. Uh, but they're hoping that they've lost him. Fat chance. It's the name <laughs> of the chapter. <laughs> they continue on, hoping to find a way down the, the cliff. Uh, Frodo mentions that he feels very visible on these rocks, with the flats of the bog the only thing between him and the shadow. They take all day, but do manage to sort of find a path along the cliff that slopes downwards, though they don't notice at first, and they don't find one that would bring them, like, right down, which is kind of what they were looking for. But they do go down quite a bit. There's a lot of walking through rocks in this in this chapter. So many rocks. They eventually reach a part that they are going to have to climb down, and Sam is not happy about this because he doesn't like heights, and Sam, I feel ya. But for some reason, he still swings himself over that edge anyway and starts just sort of blindly trying to find a foothold with his foot. Sam. (laughs) I mean, like, I appreciate the logic where he was like, well, I don't want to come down on top of you, so I got to go first. (laughs) Not like like that, Sam. (laughs) Like that he's all, I'm going to die, so I may as well die alone. (laughs) (laughs) That's literally basically what he's accepted here. But then this causes Frodo to say my favorite line in this chapter, which is, no, no, Sam, you old ass. (laughs) Which just sounds like something I might say to a friend. So, yep. Frodo points out that he is going to kill himself and pull Sam back up. Frodo takes a minute to examine the cliff and maps out a route for himself, which is 
ever so slightly smarter, and then climbs down some of the way until he reaches a ledge that he thinks he can stand on without a handhold. Then it all goes wrong, there's a crack of thunder, a big wind, and a shriek that they haven't heard since being chased out of Hobbiton by the Black Riders. The terror of it causes Sam to hit the ground at the top of the cliff and Frodo to cover his ears while he is precariously balanced, which of course means he falls. <laughs> and that's it. That's, that's the end of the book. And that's the end of the book. Frodo's dead. <laughs> Sam, Sam was right. He should have gone first. <laughs> Afterwards... Sam is calling for him. He literally like leans out of the cliff and goes, Master, Master, Master. God, it's so creepy. But I, it's, I don't like that at all. I hate it. Come on, Sam, just uh, be friends. So Sam is calling for him and it takes Frodo a minute to respond, but he does. And he says that he's fine, but he can't see. It turns out that he hadn't like fallen, fallen. He just slid down the ledge he was on. Uh, but he can't get back up because he appears to have gone blind. Uh, Sam says he's going to come down. Frodo says not to and that he'll be better in a minute and that Sam can't really do anything without a rope. And it is here that Sam remembers he has the elvish rope. <laughs> oh, <God>. Sam. <laughs> uh, Sam throws the rope down to Frodo, who can see the silvery line and feels better having it to look at. And together they get Frodo back up to the top. I actually Which really I liked that moment where you're like, you know, because for, for a while you're just sort of feeling like, yep, okay, Frodo's blinded, whatever, stuff and stuff. And then, you know, the moment where he can sort of see the elf rope. Mm -hmm. it's, it's this moment of the metaphorical, you know, he was blinded by the power of the darkness. Mm -hmm. and it's, I don't even know, think that's a metaphor. I think that's what it. happened. Well, yes. Yes. <laughs> like, um, like, you could sort of argue that maybe he hit his head and that was causing his sight to go wonky. Mm -hmm. But as soon as that rope was down, he could see that. Right. That's so right. I, mean, I don't know. I, th I guess metaphysical, not metaphorical. It's a metaphysical blindness. It's interesting to me that it isn't a metaphor, that it's literally what happened. Yes, but but I think it stands as a metaphor for the dark and the light being in battle and whatnot and things that are going to yes. keep Frodo. Like guess, it, has, it has meaning to it other than mm -hmm. just, you know, um, Han Solo being blinded after coming out of the carbonite right. and then trying to free Lando from the grips of the Sarlacc, which is not at all a metaphorical blindness. Man, you went on with that for quite some time. <laughs> uh, That's exactly what I kept thinking of here because I just kept thinking of the dumb remake with the line where it's like, no, no, I can see better now because it's no, the I, most infuriating thing that George Lucas ever did. I don't even remember that line. Anyway, any of you nerds out there who are also mad about this, come find you. Come at me with it. Okay. Yeah. But sorry, me. I mean, you mean the more recent ones with the extra scenes? Well, they like the the dialogue that they changed in some of the re-releases. Mm -hmm. It's like why? Um, it, I, I haven't. I yeah. Haven't watched so it basically, in a while. instead of you know Han basically like shooting blind, they're like they changed this dialogue completely. I don't even remember what the original one. Oh, is exactly when he's anymore, leaning but, down over yeah. and he says, "Don't worry, I can see much better right, now." And he's trying to. He's okay. going to shoot. The, I thought that was just him speaking like empty talk. I mean, I think that's what they thought but what was the original line whatever that's not the point um i'd, I'd always just thought that like he was completely lying to lando yeah i mean mm -hmm. i think a well, lot just, of people just did, to like reassure lando he wow. originally just Feelings. says it's all right trust me and then oh, okay he did it's all right i see much better now but it doesn't just no it, I, it doesn't yeah quite i got work you as well like yeah yeah i it's been so long since i've seen not the new ones you know that i just completely mm -hmm. forgotten that it was changed yeah i mean i remember it because of the internet's bringing it up as a changed line. Gotcha. 
Anyways. Anyway, indeed. Yep. Lord of the Rings. Yay, magic so, rope. <laughs> yeah. It's also interesting to have that happen a couple pages after Frodo brought up that maybe the light or the dark should give them a path. Mm-hmm. And then in a way, both of them gave him a path. Yeah. It's true. So they get Frodo back up, and then with the rope, they figure that they can climb down properly. Frodo says he's going to try it that night if the storm clears, because it started to rain while they were getting Frodo back up. Um, but it is starting to clear already. Sam thinks it, going down in the dark is a bad idea, uh, especially considering the shriek that sounded like a black rider. But Frodo refuses to spend a second more than is needed on this cliff. Uh, the book then describes the storm moving on with thunder and lightning and hail, which really shows how far apart the two parties are, as there wasn't any hint of a storm in the last book, I don't think. I don't remember anyway. I don't remember either. Yeah. So probably not. Mm. Right? Yeah. One of us would remember. Like a, a storm with thunder and lightning and rain and hail and shit. A like real that would have been. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That would have been. Well, and it does, it describes it. It describes it going over the plane and stuff and to linger on Gondor, right? Yeah, so south. sort of south of where they are, I think. East, south. I, I think of it as kind of below, which to me mm-hmm. says south. Yeah. East. So <laughs> I yeah, think it's saying another both met, both metaphorical and literal storm. Yeah. But I think it's also trying to remind the reader of like, here's the other threat that we're going to be dealing with because we've already read about the other one. So we didn't need a literal storm to come at Helmsteep. We were there. True. Well, I guess it did rain on Helm's Deep night, but I don't think we're on Helm's Deep night yet. Because Helm's Deep was... That was yeah, time. Yeah, I don't think so either. Like, that one's, that one's got to be like six or seven days after they split. Mm-hmm. You know what? No. The internet probably has this. Yeah, so let's not, let's not linger. Let's move on. <laughs> Timelines are lame. Frodo mentions how he thought he had gone blind until the rope came down, which seemed to shimmer. Again, just adding that in here because it adds to what we were talking about before. Um, they tie the rope to a stump and Frodo lowers Sam down and then climbs down himself. Sam is then very upset that they're basically leaving the rope there as a signpost to Gollum showing which way they went. But then as he tugs on it, it comes free and falls down to them. Frodo makes a joke about how he just trusted his weight to that knot that Sam did. <laughs> And he's just generally really sassy and fabulous in this whole bit. And Sam is all, my knots? No, never. And then Frodo says that the rope must have frayed then, rubbing against rock. And Sam is even more insulted. Elvish rope? No, never. (laughs) And then Frodo says it must have been the knot then if it didn't fray. And Sam sort of gives in to Frodo, but also says he thinks the rope came when he called for it. And, you know, Galadriel and the elves and all that. So pouty. But also he's right. I mean, that's totally what happened. It wasn't the knot. Yeah. Yeah. I like that it's Sam who's just, he's got this constant faith in the elves. He loves them so much. I actually think that that really fits them because Sam sort of thinks of the elves as mystical beings while Frodo thinks of the elves as people. Mm -hmm. So it makes more sense to me that Sam would have this unending faith in them. Mm -hmm. He was also right. No. Well, (laughs) do we know that? I believe it. I believe it too. I just don't think we ever, I don't think it's 100%. He could have just tied a really bad knot and they got real lucky. Sam wouldn't. Their luck has been spectacular Sam Not with lately. his Frodo. Sam could have been ring bearer so much earlier. <laughs> <laughs> this would have been a very different story. Anyway, speaking of timelines, you are correct. But we we're also correct earlier where it is the same day as the... Escape in Fangorn, meet Treebeard is February 29th, along with the descending the Emin Wheel. Okay, great. But then 
I'm right about what? You said I was both right? Well, yes. So it was the, that was the exact same day, which then, then means it's, you know, several more days before we actually um, set out for that place. Um, Helm's Deep? Helm's Deep. Hel- I was like, where's the yeah. sentence I going? Had, <laughs> I had no idea. I'm like, I'm like the Hornberg? So it's so it's not now. This is not the same rain that hits Helm's Deep. This is going off towards no another storm towards Gondor. This is a good timeline, though. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sam quickly regains his spirits as he realizes that this will be a big puzzle for Gollum and make it not easy at all to follow them. They decide to find somewhere to get some rest, and just as Frodo is deciding on a watch schedule so they can both get their long rest and recover their stats, they (laughs) notice Gollum climbing down towards them. And I'm apparently going to read Sam's upset spiel here because I love it so much. <laughs> when he points out Gollum, he says, that's what it is. It's that Gollum, snakes and adders. And to think that I thought we'd, well, and to <laughs> think that I thought we'd puzzle him with our bit of a climb. Look at him like a nasty crawling spider on a wall. I liked that bit. I like snakes and adders as like a swear word. Right. I mean, it's, it's pretty good. It's a good one. But also snakes are awesome. Except for, you know, I don't want them, like, in my bed. N- neither do I, but are you, are you just saying snakes are awesome because we're Slytherin? <laughs> or do you genuinely enjoy snakes? I mean, I genuinely think snakes are really cool. Snakes are very cool. Oh, okay, they cool. have amazing we're muscles also and also no legs. I'm not a Slytherin. I just want to oh, be clear. I thought maybe you were, and this podcast was, like, the best podcast ever. Because <laughs> it was just a Slytherin. No. I mean, it's the most Ravenclaw to ever Ravenclaw. No, that's fair. I see that. Uh, Gollum is climbing down face first, and it appears as if his fingers and toes are just sticking to the cliffside, and that he doesn't need to find footholds at all. Spider Gollum. Spider Gollum. (laughs) But also, like, if Frodo had just waited at the top with the ring long enough, I mean, maybe he'd have gotten sticky fingers and toes, too. (laughs) What? (laughs) And then he could have just climbed down. 500 years? What? I mean... (laughs) <laughs> it was a you know a good plan g <laughs> i'm a little worried Maybe that it's X so high as in for up hell no <laughs> see this is this is th- thoughts like this are why like when i was a teenager i never got my mystical quest fair enough because <laughs> i wouldn't i wouldn't have survived I think i'm just anyways. gonna wait it out someone yeah. if someone was like standing over you like we could we could send her on a quest and then they realized who you were and were like nope <laughs> no no <laughs> anyone else so Frodo and Sam have a very quiet conversation <laughs> about what to do about Gollum, which I thought was the best part of this chapter as they're like, do you think he can see us? No, he can't see us, but he can probably hear us. Okay, so what should we do? It's like, he's coming, he's coming, he's so bad at this. Wow, they're subtle, dude, subtle. Evil masterminds, they are not. No, but, well, Sam, in a minute. Um, So they don't think Gollum can see very well in the dark, but he can smell and hear well, and that is how he is following them. Once he is all the way down, they attack. And cue that famous scene that you see in many paintings and in very gloriously recreated in the movie, where Gollum is holding Sam around the throat, and Frodo gets Gollum by the hair and puts string to his throat, and it's all, I'm gonna cut your throat. <laughs> I'm sorry. It it's was, a very famous scene, okay? It's yep. great. Dramatic. Your reenactment was really just flawless. I think you're lying to me, but that's why. <laughs> Gollum lets Sam go, and the hobbitses discuss Gollum's fate. Sam wants to do a murder by tying him up and leaving him. Gollum just points like a really out that this vicious would... way to kill someone. <laughs> no, 
know. It sounds like the best way because it's like you just walk away and you don't have to actually really reckon with the concept of it, right? You know, you you don't have to think about them for days afterwards about how they're starving and how they're thirsty and like getting sunburned and slowly, slowly dying versus, I mean, you just slice their throat and then it's over. (laughs) Are we sure Emmy's not a Slytherin? (laughs) (laughs) We're pretty sure. Yeah. Actually, no, that fits because yeah, that is the smarter thing to do while like the Slytherins are like, but just time out and then you don't have to deal with it. Yep. Anyways, Gollum points out to Sam that this would indeed be a murder, but Sam doesn't seem too bothered. <laughs> oh, Sam. Uh, Frodo remembers the words of Gandalf here and feel, finds that he does feel pity for Gollum. Uh, Frodo like, says they won't. It's, mm-hmm. it's, I like that it's not even just him remembering. It is straight up the, we're just going to put the words here again. Yep, like not even just the phys- the words, but like the whole paragraph, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. yeah, it's just straight up stuck in there in italics. Like this is like the least subtle, like anytime you think like, oh yeah, this is just your cheesy, you know, remembering flashback thing for any media. Just remember that freaking Tolkien just straight up copied and pasted. <laughs> but also it's like exactly what they did in the movie, like exactly because they had Ian McKellen's voice come in, didn't they? Shit, maybe I'm remembering that wrong. Maybe that's later. That's yeah, later. I, I, I just smooshed two scenes in my head. <laughs> <laughs> but still, but exactly. Like, you think, ah, this is just that cheesy thing that they do. Like, no. Like, Tolkien just, like, instead of even rewriting it out, I'm sure he just went back and grabbed a, a piece of paper that he had already written this on and cut it out and then grabbed a glue stick and pasted it into his manuscript. Like, hello, here, have our not at all subtle flashback. <laughs> I'm pretty I'm sure that's, that's exactly what my audio did. did. <laughs> Anyways. Anyway. <laughs> Frodo says that they won't do a murder, but Gollum must come with them. We then get a look into Gollum's ramblings and how Frodo seems to understand them. Um, Frodo says Smeagol has been to Mordor before and can show them the way. And I'm going to read some of this so that we get... Do the voice. Do the voice. Idea. Um, we're all going to fucking do the voice. Did I not write that in here? I wrote that in here somewhere that we're all going to have a bit at this. So prepare It's going to be real bad. I'm just going to warn everyone in advance. So everybody, pick your golem paragraphs. We're going right. to do this. I have to, but, figure, I have to find it in my book that has different numbers. But I'm going to read this bit that I wanted to read first. Okay, so after Gollum sort of asks where they're going or whatever, Frodo looked straight into Gollum's eyes, which flinched and twisted away. You know that, or you guess well enough, Smeagol. He said quietly and sternly. We are going to Mordor, of course, and you know the way there, I believe. Said Gollum, covering his ears with his hands, as if such frankness and the open speaking of the names hurt him. Wait, oh, I can't do this at all. We guessed? No, shit. Okay, give me a minute here. Give me a minute. So many minutes. You have them all. We guessed. Yes, we guessed. I can't do the voice at all. Like, I don't even know how to contort my throat that way. I can only do the we voice guessed. if I hear yes. the... We guessed, and we didn't want them to go, did we? No, precious, not the nice hobbits. Ashes, ashes, and dust, and thirst there is, and pits, 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 and orcs, thousands of orcs. Nice hobbits mustn't go to those places. That was respectable. I don't even know what I was trying for. But anyways, it's somebody else's turn now. Pick a a golem paragraph. I'm just going to keep reading, because why not? (laughs) Mm -hmm. I'm I'm not going to be any better, but I'm still laughing at you. So then what so you have been there, Frodo insisted, and you're being drawn back there, aren't you? <laughs> Shit. <laughs> it's hard. 
Yes, yes! <laughs> no, shrieked Gollum. Once by accident it was, wasn't it, precious? <laughs> yes, by accident. <laughs> but we won't go back. No, no. <laughs> then suddenly his voice and language changed, <laughs> and he sobbed in his throat and spoke, but not to them. Leave me alone, Gollum. <laughs> you hurt me. Oh, my poor hands, Gollum. <laughs> His voice changed, so I did too. <laughs> Abby, it's your turn. <laughs> what, what was oh. that second voice? <laughs> that was his Smeagol voice, obviously. No, no, I, I understand that, but where did you come up with that? I figured it was the most opposite I could come up with. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I should keep reading this rambling. Yes, you should just keep reading. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. It's a good rambling section. It is. It really Get is. You into it. Were we at the I we? Now I can't tell which parts um, are Gollum and which yes. parts are normal. Not normal. Smeagol. I we. I don't want to <laughs> come back. I can't find it. I'm tired. I we can't find it. Gollum. No, no way. You're doing it. They're always awake. Dwarves, men, and elves. Terrible elves with bright eyes. I can't find it. Ah! He got up and clenched his long hand into a bony, fleshless knot, shaking it towards the east. Wow, he literally shakes his fist. <laughs> I glossed over that last I mean, time. It's so melodramatic. I guess if you can see Mount Doom, you can pretty much be like, ah! We All right, won't. You have to. You have to make an attempt at it. I, I mean, know, I don't where? care who's actually talking here. No, she did it. I, I mean, mean she really, can read more if she wants. It's really she... Smeagol. I'm what? I mean, Smeagol does it too. I was just being an asshole. <gasps> I know. I feel like I used to be able to do this. I can't. Gollum. Gollum. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I've got too much toad in my throat. Or not enough. Or not enough. I really, and but it feels like too much toad. Like I need more of the choking noise. Gollum. <laughs> what I need to do actually and- is listen to Adam do it. And then I could copy it. Adam? Adam? Andy? Andy. God, thank you. Okay. Whenever I think of it in my head, it always ends up being Yoda. But then when it comes out, it's just like, I don't even know. (laughs) Go to Mordor or do not. There is no try. (laughs) Okay. So please feel free to um, contact us with who you think the best Gollum voice is. Maybe I'll put a poll up on Twitter. (laughs) I mean, I know it's going to be Rachel because she actually put her oomph into it. But... (laughs) No. <laughs> I'm just think we got we got like five more chapters of Gollum. Oh, send us your own recordings we'll, of you doing it if you want. We'll yeah, practice. yeah, yeah. Be, we'll get better. That would actually be really. Well, I mean, we can practice. I don't know that we'll get better. Shh. Let me dream. Okay. So, shit. Where even were we? Frodo says Smeal's been to Mordor before and can show them the way. And then he says, "Oh, so Smeagol says sort of out loud while shaking his fist to the east." Don't look at us. Go away. Go to sleep. And then Frodo says, He will not go away or go to sleep at your command, Smeagol, said Frodo. But if you really wish to be free of him again, then you must help me. And that, I fear, means finding us a path towards him. And you need not go all the way, not beyond the gates of this land, of his land. And then Gollum says some things about some orcs. But I really liked this bit where he says, Poor, poor Smeagol. He went away long ago. They took his precious and he's lost now. And then Frodo says, 
Perhaps we'll find him again if you come with us. I like that bit. I wish they'd kept it in the movie because it makes Frodo's idea of him coming with us like a little bit more magnanimous, I suppose. Like maybe we can help you, not mm-hmm. just you help us. Right. I'll both that. We're in this together. So Smeagol agrees to help them, and but that he doesn't really want to go far until the moon has set because Smeagol doesn't like any sort of light. Uh, so they're going to rest until then, but Frodo and Sam kind of give each other a significant look and pretend to go to sleep because they are not idiots sometime. And here's the bit where I couldn't remember what was going on earlier. Where, instead of idiots, what does Sam call himself? Nin, ninny, anning. Please keep yep. trying. It's good. Anyways, yep. moving on. <laughs> so when Gollum starts to run away, as they were uh, expecting, mini hammers. Hey, noodles! I happen to flip exactly to that page and look right at it. <laughs> I didn't think it was word. ninny hammers, but okay, ninny hammers. They are not. Oh ninny no, hammers. maybe not. That's well. At least that's what happens when he is mad that the rope is stuck. But it's a good <laughs> word, and I yeah, like and it. it's good. But something or other that the gaffer used to call him, probably in a similar way to how my mom likes to call me useless. <laughs> Which sounds so... Ouch, that did. That, that sounded cold. It, no, it's funny, though, when my mom does it. <laughs> That's fair. Anyways, when Gollum starts to run away, as they were expecting, they leap upon him and tie the elvish rope to him. This causes Smeagol to start screaming in pain. But the rope is loose, so there's no reason for him to for it to be causing pain. But Gollum says, it freezes and it bites and blames the elves. Which could uh, actually be valid. Maybe, yeah. No, I'm, I'm sure it does. I mean, he's screaming like a bitch, so probably. Anyway, it is Ninny Hammer. Uh, Sam uses it twice in this chapter. Right. Ninny Hammer. Anywho, Smeagol says that if they take the rope off, he will swear on the precious to be very, very good and never let him have it. But he must swear on the ring. Frodo says, no, he's not going to bring out the ring for Gollum to see or touch, but he can swear by the ring, which these are apparently different things in Time's gone past. Okay, and so this is Frodo's second Aragorn moment. (laughs) For a moment, it appeared to Sam that his master had grown and Gollum had shrunk, a tall, stern shadow, a mighty lord who hid his brightness in gray cloud, and at his feet, a little whining dog. Yet the two were in some way akin and not alien. They could reach one another's minds. So that's an interesting bit. Yeah. No, you're right. It is very Aragorn. But also the fact that him and... I mean, it is one of Aragorn's magical girl moments so i like that frodo has learned from him (laughs) but also interesting that still him and or sam could see something similar or something between him and Gollum, something how they understood one another yeah so sorry can i actually i'm just gonna jump in now instead of bring it up later i also i thought it was interesting that part of frodo saying like you mustn't swear on the ring is also like this is 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 in some ways sympathetic he straight up quotes the whole thing like one ring to rule them all and in the darkness bind them yeah okay sorry that's a that's sort of a different part i didn't put in here so mm -hmm. thank you for bringing it up yeah uh, Frodo's like, do you do you really think about what you're doing? Like, this is not something to actually swear on. Yes, it will mm-hmm. hold you to it, but it will also twist it and, like, yeah, just kind of, sort of that sympathy of this thing is evil, and we have both kind of been under it, and don't do that. <laughs> why why bring it into things if you don't need to? Yeah. Right, but he does. I feel like this scene is sort of. I mean, I guess it's not Gollum's step one, but it feels kind of like the step one to their downfall. So Smeagol swears, and Sam reluctantly takes the rope off, and Smeagol says he knows a secret way through the marshes. And off the merry party goes towards the dead marshes. 
which sounds like a really fun place. Oh, yeah. That's where I'm planning my vacation for next year. Did anybody have any favorite bits? Not in this chapter. <sighs> it's not necessarily a favorite bit, but one of those like, oh, Tolkien moments. Mm-hmm. And we have another set of two different things that I had to Google. And okay. um, it was that, so the cliff that they end up having to climb down, Frodo estimates that it's 18 fathoms, 18 fathoms which like, I at least know what in concept a fathom is. You know, I had to look up what the exact measurement is, but I've heard of them. Like, yes, mm-hmm. it's a measurement for depth. It's a cool. song in, in The Little Mermaid. So we we're coming back around. <laughs> There we go. <laughs> um, but then Sam is measuring the rope and he's like, ah, it's about 30 L's. E-L-L-S, I believe it was E-L-L-S. <laughs> and Yeah, I've never heard that before. Nope. Um, turns out it can be a lot of things, but I also did math along with Googling. And the one that Google first comes up with is correct. It's uh, 1.25 yards. Jeez. Yep. So that's a big piece of rope. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, an 18 fathoms is uh, 106 feet. Fathoms is such a good Mm. word. It's a good word because you cannot fathom a fathom. Nope. (laughs) But uh, (laughs) there's there's just this really great line after we've discussed we've had fathoms before and then Sam was just counting his rope and he's talking about L's and all of a sudden it's like 30 L's or say about 18 fathom. And I just stared at that sentence like, I hate everything about this. Neither of these are measurements that people know off the top of their head. Possibly they were at the time? Maybe fathom. Yeah, I don't know. And, and L's has some historical sort of connotations that mm-hmm. um, make sense for Tolkien writing it. What I find was interesting is that it's actually what like the most original L was is a lot shorter, but it's what you would think he would have chosen for the length. But I guess it <laughs> was actually standardized at some point, whatever. Hmm. Because an L was originally the length from your elbow to the tip of your finger. Right. That's what I assumed he was measuring because mm-hmm. that, he says he starts measuring it with his arm. Right. But it can't be because of how it's 30 L's has to be similar to right. 106 feet. The and thing is, yeah. when you don't know what either of them are, you just assume. <laughs> you know, it's just like, I'm sure he's right. Moving yep. on. So anyway, yeah, I... For the first time ever reading this, I bothered to take a minute to Google and learn what these are. I stuck with my tried and true, just trusting Tolkien knows what he's doing with measurement, which actually, now that I say that out loud, (laughs) seems silly. I I mean, one of the other... Sorry, you go. I was was just going to say, after we've gone through flets and um, the cram, which just were straight up made up, we've now gone to to, um, the eight in the middle of a river and... Mm -hmm. L's and fathoms, and I'm actually learning things, obscure things, things I didn't really need to know, but... Well, now you can try figuring out how to work an L into a conversation. Mm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you seem so excited but for that. I do appreciate, though, that, like, I had a vague idea, finally, of, like, how long this was. Like, okay, that that's a long way, but seems reasonable to climb down. Yeah. Because fathom- 18 fathoms could have been, like, 18 miles to me. Yeah, that's, I always sort of think of a fathom as like similar, like an ocean mile, mm-hmm. you know, or whatever, but right. they're not that long at all. Yeah, because that's it. They're usually used in the ocean, but. I guess they're used for depths and that's why mm-hmm. Roto went with fathoms there. Right. And not right. Feet. That one makes sense. <laughs> yeah. 
To a degree. I guess it all I mean, makes sense, but most people yeah. would just say feet, but it's mm-hmm. fine, whatever. Yeah, especially since Frodo, as a hobbit, has not exactly spent a lot of time dealing with ocean depths. Accurate. <laughs> anyway, that was yep. the thing that sort of stuck with me from this chapter. Yeah, the only other thing we really talked about, which I thought was interesting, was how this was almost word for word the movie. Like, they yeah. didn't change much of anything in this chapter. I was going to say, it feels like they trimmed some of the circular dialogue. Climbing. But yeah, and the climbing. Yeah. And they cut out Frodo's Aragorn moment, but they've also cut out, like, all of Aragorn's Aragorn moments. Or magical girl moments, I should say. <laughs> so, I cannot, I cannot put the word Aragorn in a sentence without apparently adding an R to every other word in that sentence and <laughs> pissing me off. But anyways. Yeah. And I think, I think they just sort of replaced them both with, like, meaningful looks. I guess it would be lame in a movie to have, like, mm. light coming from behind them and some wind on their cloak or whatever. But mm-hmm. I just want some good magical girl moments for my men here. Was that in the uh, animated version? <laughs> I wish. It it has been so long since I've seen the animated version. I do not know. They need to make a proper anime Lord of the Rings. Give us what we're doing. <laughs> the idea that the Tolkien estate would sell the rights for a Japanese company to make an anime does not compute oh, in my man. head. Like, I'm all for it. I am 100% for it. I just don't, I can't picture how that conversation <laughs> would even go. I would want to be a fly on the wall in that one. Or a I golem mean, on like, the wall, I guess. It's got to be like 50 years or so when the rights are, when it's when it's open domain, public domain. Fuck yes. Make everything, please. I am so excited for Lord of the Rings to be public domain. If it Give ever us is. the anime. Please. Sorry, Disney. Yeah. I'm, yeah. Well, yeah. Let's not talk about that. Let's, though. I have a master's degree. <laughs> Disney's the reason we can't have nice things. I know, right? It's true. Anyway. I believe that that is everything. Please, please, please send us your your Gollum Smeagol impressions. We would greatly enjoy them, especially since ours were... Just bombed. Terrible. Just Just not good. The worst. We can't. I would say we should cut them out because they're so painful, but... Like, feel free to just send them to us privately and be like, I don't want this to ever see the light of day, but just do it. We did Let it. Let us know we're not alone. I mean, yeah, it feels, it feels so nice on your throat. Like, I highly recommend <laughs> the soothingness, trying to make a growly golem voice. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. Email them to us. I feel wonderful now. It's like Want- a whole new throat. <laughs> <laughs> if you have allergies, do a golem voice. Yeah. No, I want, even... want to read Tolkien at gmail.com, right? Yes, that's that is it. our email address. You don't have to be publicly embarrassed like we are. Or if you're cool, we can always put it in and not say your name, or we can say your name, whatever. I just think this would be real fun. Anyways, but that is our email address. Yes, want to read Tolkien at gmail.com, or you can tweet at us at to read Tolkien. You can find our Patreon at patreon.com slash to read Tolkien. And we do also have on instagram at to so you want to read Tolkien at so you want to read Tolkien. <laughs> they I allow long usernames yes and i believe that is everything and if you if you do wish to investigate our patreon there are some outtakes and an interview and apparently rachel's super secret project coming up plus eventually the project that she has committed herself to and we will remind her of forever <laughs> And also, remember, once we get to 50 (laughs) patrons, we do plan on donating to charity monthly. 
some to be determined amount once we get there. And we would really like your help in getting to that goal because I think it'll be fun and just a nice little feel good that we can all have. If you wish to support us in a non-monetary value, we also appreciate ratings and reviews and subscribing on iTunes and on Apple Podcasts and other podcast listening devices. Not devices. Platforms. I didn't I want I didn't forget the word. I just wanted something else. <laughs> it's fine. We'll talk wherever to podcasts are found. No, that's lame too. Everything's lame. Let's just leave. You're lame. <laughs> All right. You're homework for next week is the passage of the marshes, chapter two. No, I am lame. That's fine. Um chapter two. Be positive. All right. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks. See you next week. I've been Rachel. I've been Emmy. I've been Caitlin. <laughs> No, wait. wait, I've got... Oh, it's too late. Why? Should, we should have done our golem voices. Bye! <laughs> <laughs> okay, just stop stopping this. <laughs> just don't. See, it's so soothing. <laughs>